Good morning. My name is Sarah Van Gumpel, and thanks. Um, I teach in the education department. I've met some of you, but I haven't met all of you. So um, today, I'm going to divide you up into groups. So this group's going to be a one right here. This big group is going to be a two in the middle. And over here on the side, this group is a three, okay? So when you hear your number, I, you're going to check in with me. Um, in the education world, we call that group alerting. So I'm going to be looking at you. For example, if I pose a question and I say, ones, how are you feeling about that? I'm going to be looking for your eyes to see if you're tracking with me. Before I get started, I want to talk for a second about chapel and the purpose of chapel. When you think about chapel, what do you think of? Some of us might think of a time to come together and worship. Some of us might think of mandatory. It's something that I have to do. Some of us might think of a time to reflect and think. I want you to think about chapel as a time to better yourself and a time to think about how you can be the best version of yourself. I asked Dr. Kite, do you guys know who Dr. Kite is? Twos, do you know who Dr. Kite is? Okay, Dr. Kite, give us a wave. Okay, Dr. Kite's right up there. I asked him two questions yesterday. I said, number one, can I ask you how old you are? And his response with a big smile was, I'm a perfect square. And I had to think about that for a second. He is 81 years old. And my second question to Dr. Kite yeah, 81. Give him a clap. My second question to Dr. Kite was, are you the best version of yourself? And his response to me was, in some ways, yes, and in some ways, no. So if Dr. Kite is still learning and still working on the version of himself that he wants to become, we have some work to do. So I want to invite you this morning to engage with me. Chapel is a growth opportunity. And if you don't see, if you don't get anything out of chapel, it's probably because of what you're not putting in. So I challenge you this morning to engage. When you have growth opportunities presented in front of you, you have the option to grow with them. Ones, are you tracking with me? You have the option to not. So I challenge you this morning to engage in the growth opportunities that are presented before you, because how do we truly become a better version of ourselves? I'm not just talking spiritually. I'm talking on the court. I'm talking on the field. I'm talking in the classroom. Chapel helps us. I challenge you to listen. I challenge you to reflect. I challenge you to evaluate, and I challenge you to apply. So we're going to get started this morning with some math. Ah, oh, okay. It's not that hard, I promise. Okay. So when Sam emailed me and said, we're going with the theme of perspective, what came to my mind was influence because our influences influence our perspectives, right? And it took me back to second grade or a grade around there to those input output tables in math. Okay. Can anybody figure out what the rule is? Just holler it out. 
Uh-oh, somebody needs to go back to math class. So the rule is minus 10. Are you tracking with me? Okay, that's the influence, right? If we put in minus 10, we know what we're going to get out. Let's try one more. Can you figure out my rule? What's the rule? Okay, multiply by three. So I think, right? Yeah, multiply by three. So my question to you today is ones. What's your influence? Twos. Who are you hanging around? Who is influencing you? Threes. What are you doing? Who is contributing to who you are becoming? Because what, how you act, how I act, you can tell what I'm putting into my life. Today, I want to talk about input, output. What goes in must come out. You see some flowers there. Who likes flowers? Okay. What do you need in order for flowers to survive? Water. You got it. So we did a little experiment with my kids. I have an 11th grader. I have a 9th grader. And I have a 5th grader. And they are around influences at school. So what we did is we changed the water. We added some food coloring to the water. And I told my boys, I said, that blue food coloring represents negative influences. And I want to see if those negative influences will change the flower. Okay? Guess how long it took. You see the tips on the flower? Do you see that blue? It took four hours. Within four hours, the tips started changing on the flower. Okay? When you are around negative influences, it impacts you, okay? Input, output. You could cut off some of that white and say, you know what? It's not impacting me. When I took out the stem, guess was what, what was on the bottom of the stem and all the way inside? Blue. Completely blue. So my question to you this morning is, who are, who are your friends? Who are you dating? Okay? Are they influencing you in a positive way? Are they pulling you up? Because if they're pulling you down, you might want to think twice. Next, I don't know if you can see this picture, but some of the psychology majors, you might be familiar with Bandura. Albert Bandura in 1977 had 72 kids in a group. And he divided them up into three groups. They were in the same room. They had the same toys. And different things were modeled. In the first group, you can see aggressive behavior was modeled. The teacher, that's called a bobo doll. The teacher hit the bobo doll, threw the bobo doll, gashed the bobo doll, and the kids observed it. In the second group, same toys. The bobo doll was completely ignored. And the third group was a control group. So nothing really happened in that group. The results from this study, the kids who observed the teacher hitting and punching the Bobo doll imitated, right? Three through six-year-olds, input, output. What are you putting in? I want to connect this to social media, Okay, have you ever walked away from social media 
and thought, I want to be like that person. I'm not good enough. Um, I, I didn't score as many baskets at that person. So input social media, output discontent. Input social media, output not happy. So think about what you're putting in your mind. Um, let's talk about video games for a second. Video games for maybe hours at a time. Input, video games. Output, dysfunction. Okay? What else can you consume in technology? Okay? Let's talk about porn for a minute. Okay? Input, what happens? Output, broken relationships. Output, dysfunction. I've read some research connected to pornography, and the studies show that a chemical reaction happens in your brain that can cause an addiction that's worse than drugs. And you might say, why? You might say, Van Guppel, why are you reading that? I have an 11th grader and a 9th grader that at any point in time could probably access that on a friend's device. It is the most prevalent addiction around. Input, output. What are you putting in? Let's look for a second at what God says. This was the scripture that was read at the beginning of chapel. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How can we renew our mind? What can we do? I'll come back to that in a second. Another scripture is, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. My question to you this morning is, how are you guarding your heart? Maybe it means to get rid of a relationship that you're currently in. Maybe it means to find a different friend group. Are you being pulled up or are you being pulled down? Input, output. The last thing I want to talk about and a struggle that I've personally had this year is connected to my own head. Have you ever thought to yourself, I'm in my own head? What are the messages that you tell yourself? What is your self-talk like? What's coming out of your mind and what are you telling yourself? Because that impacts what happens in your life. See, last year, I struggled with this and it was impacting what was happening in my life. I was making assumptions, assumptions that weren't even true. Assumptions aren't true. I was making assumptions which led to emotions. Those emotions led to beliefs. Those beliefs led to habits and eventually a lifestyle. I was basing part of my life on something that wasn't even true. I had to stop the spiral of toxic thoughts in my mind. I had, sometimes I had to physically say out loud, stop, don't think that. That is not true. The input that was coming into my mind was causing my output to not be effective. Have you ever been there? 
Have you ever felt like you're in your own head? So what I had to do was I had to figure out how to stop that and retrain my brain to focus on truth. Where do we find truth? Where do we find how we're truly viewed? God views us as precious. And I had to rehearse some of those scriptures because I was believing assumptions that weren't true. Input, output. The last thing I want to share with you today is a scenario of two wolves. One evening, an elderly Cherokee brave told his grandson about a battle that goes on inside people. He said, my son, the battle is between two wolves inside us all. One is evil. It is anger, envy, jealousy, sorrow, regret, arrogance, self-pity, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. The other is good. It is joy, peace, love, hope, sincerity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The grandson thought about it for a minute, and then he asked his grandfather, which wolf wins? The old Cherokee simply replied, the one that you feed. So this morning, my challenge to you and my question to you is, what are you feeding? What am I feeding? What kind of input is going inside of me? Because that's the output that's going to happen. Thank you.